This is episode 11 of Small Business Rising. My name is Marta Gabriela. And my name is Sine. And today I will be interviewing Marta on the topic community building. We will dive into the questions of why community is important, what it takes to build a thriving one, and how a community looks in a 2020. Is community more important than ever, and are there new ways for us to create and come together in our communities? So hello everyone, we know that this podcast is is fairly new and already instead of hearing Anna, you're hearing Sine. Well, that's how life is. Anna is uh, not present in the radio today to do the recording because of uh, taking care of an ill baby Gabby. So our best regards to Gabby. And to Anna as well, of course. (laughs) And I have decided to take this opportunity to invite a co-host, a good friend, Sine, who has always had, or always is maybe a bit of an overstatement, (laughs) but has had a dream of becoming a podcaster. Yes. And I thought, what a fantastic opportunity for Sine to test drive that idea and see if podcasting indeed is something for her. Yeah, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. So mm. Sina is stepping in to the role of the lead on this show now. And I'm just a guest. <laughs> you can just lean back yes. and I'll take you through. Yes. So um, before we dive into community building, let's uh, clarify what is community. Like, How will you describe it? Yeah, I was actually like hearing so much about community and we should build a community and you should build a community around yourself if you want to be some sort of an influencer. And I started to think this word became like a buzzword and hearing it so much. So I was like, what actually a community is for me? And for me, community is simply a group of people who gather together around a common uh, purpose or set of values. So this is a voluntary group of people getting together. And of course, you can also look at the community as a very local, geographical, geographically based group of people. But I am right now and in this show, when I'm referring to community, it will be the social group of people who consciously, willfully gather together around a common purpose or set of values. Yeah, I think it's great to clarify, like, what are we actually talking about when we talk about community? And I uh, agree with you, it has become quite a big buzzword (laughs) in this time. Um, What do you feel like is the underlying purpose of community? Well, I do believe that we humans can resolve a lot of our own issues and needs ourselves. And at the same time, I think we are biologically wired to actually be together with other humans. And that's why we are usually born into a family. And that's a form of a closest community. And we are not necessarily always feeling so wonderful in that family we have ended up (laughs) being born in. And then we have this opportunity to build 
our own communities, our own sets of people with whom we actually want to achieve something together or be in a certain conditions together. Yeah, so we need that. Yeah. We simply need that to support each other. Well, you answered my next question, <laughs> which is like what the need of it is. Yeah, I really do feel that uh, when communities are thriving, we are actually really building something in regards to, you know, two plus two equals five. So when a community is thriving, we are able to produce more together than everyone individually could. Yeah. So, but that's when the community is thriving. Yeah. Because it can definitely go the other way. Yeah, and you have some experience, as I've understood it, with both. Do you mind sharing a bit? Yeah, definitely. I have, I've been thinking about it um, recently, that I have some experience in building communities. And um, ever since I was a kid, I was, like, I was somehow into it. I would always be... Um, the president of the class, I would like kind of be the one organizing it together um, around like, for example, my friends. And I would be uh, involving in uh, some social work in the city where I was uh, born as a child. And I would be organizing or participating in different types of groups and communities. I have always been interested in that. So that was kind of like a part of my life uh, forever, like an active, because I think um, inactive, every one of us <laughs> participates in, in communities. And then as an adult, I think the first conscious uh, attempt to build a community was together with Anna around mm -hmm. You've Got Five Options. And as I'm looking back at it, the biggest learning for me from that is that it was not maybe clear enough what the community is about. We've been experimenting and trying a lot of various different things out, ver very many topics, and we've always tried to grasp it. What is it exactly? And we were like-minded people, but like-minded people of what? You know, like, I think that it was somehow undefined around You've Got Five Options. And then when we moved to Small Business Rising, suddenly there is a very clear... A message around small business rising. It is to support small business owners, community builders, and solo creators. And now suddenly people can find us and the group, our community, is organically growing continuously. So that would be that experience around having a clear purpose or a clear yeah. uh, force that is bringing people together. Yeah. What is some of the, like, what would you say that it would take to make something thrive? Yeah, what, what would it uh, take to make the community thrive? Well, as I mentioned, there is something around a common purpose and or set of values. I believe that it's really important that people who gather together in a community, they have very aligned set of values. I have also tried it where I engaged myself into building a community and I was sure it was based on the same values because it sounded like it's based on the same values and I put a lot of heart and effort and it was going really well with building that community and suddenly one day I was just kicked out 
from the from that community without any um, clarification or very very few clarification and i realized that it was because we were actually sharing several common values but there mm -hmm. were certain key values that we were actually not sharing so knowing that person and also looking into your intuition and the energy between people is very very important in building a thriving community because if if there is a misalignment on key values it's very very difficult to build a thriving one so that would be uh, some of it and then the energy part and the energy is quite a tricky thing to talk about but one thing on energy that i can make a little bit more tangible is for example balance in giving and receiving if you're building a community where there is not this balance and some people are really just receiving and other people are really overgiving that's something that will have an impact on thriving in the community i believe it's important that every person thrives and for every person to thrive it's important that there is a balance in giving and receiving and how would you like if someone is listening and is about to start something up like how would you go about it like what is there some kind of advice in this giving receiving part that you would I give think to it, others yeah i think it requires a very high level of self-awareness yeah in order to be able to actually notice within yourself how much in balance you are yourself in uh, a way of giving and receiving and to be able to be a role model for other people because that's something that really requires high level of awareness to be able to even go in there. Because as humans, we have a tendency to get into, it's sometimes called a drama triangle, where we are subconsciously taking on a role of a victim, perpetrator, or a, uh, or a savior. And this is something that if you don't, do not have that sufficient level of awareness, you just go into that. So when you're a victim, um, you are, you know, like you are pulling the energy towards you. So people who are saviors will start, you know, overgiving their energy to you. And then if you're a perpetrator, uh, that, yeah, well, th that we would need to make a whole different show about. <laughs> so I would just say that for a thriving community, you need either a leader that has a consciousness level uh, already there and to be able to be the role model for others or you have people who are already there and they can yeah. co-create that space together and yeah, to make it thrive for for everybody and it's uh, which leads me to to one of the questions and i also I know that that is on your heart too to kind of create a new type of communities. I I also feel like there's an um not necessarily an an old way, just like a lot of um old experiences of building communities. What do you think it takes to to build a, a community today and like why is it important? Yeah, in, um, in this exactly during this time and with everything that is going on in the world. There are certainly several factors and there are certainly there is certainly not one recipe for everyone. And that's why it's important to gather those like minded people just to clarify what the like mindedness is around. And for me, per 
Dave, do you want to say something? No, I thought that you were like coming <laughs> to the microphone to say something. No, I wasn't about to say. I was about to scratch my nose with the microphone, which is <laughs> disgusting. Sorry. All right. Um, so recently I, or a while ago, I read a book that is called Evolutionary Organizations, which speaks about the next level of consciousness when it uh, comes to building organization together. And I believe community is an organization. And evolutionary organizations are based on several principles. And one of them is that there is actually no leader. Mm -hmm. There is no manager or leader or something. It is based on uh, everyone is equal. And it's based on uh, a common evolutionary purpose. So those equal people, they gather together on that common evolutionary purpose. So that's often some sort of a higher cost. Yeah, what could that be? Yeah. like? That's very often a higher cost. It could be like with uh, small business rising, our evolutionary purpose is to support um, small business owners and community builders and solo creators. So we are gathering around that concept. Each person who is actively involved in the community has shares that common evolutionary purpose. Brilliant. I think now I need to say something. You know that there is a movement in anarchism mm -hmm. that's called communitari communitarianism, I think. It's a one of the, and it's actually that's what it proposed. Okay, great. So, Sounds great. I think we ma we should make a program about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually fantastic. a lot of literature about yeah. it, about that way of taking anarchism into into a different so because there's a lot of division in anarchism. You have people that goes from being uh, anarcho-capitalists, <laughs> anarcho-capitalists to uh, you know. So, but there, there is there is a, a way of anarchism that is proposed in that way, communitarianism, but you actually live in communities, and there is no ruling, yeah. which yeah. is basically anarchism anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like yeah, it a, feels like there's yeah, that could be a whole uh, a so whole episode an around. Yeah. Uh, so I'm an anarchist. Let's let's yes. say that. Okay. <laughs> and let's check yes. if the third uh, value from evolutionary organization mm. is that everyone appears in their whole selves. So that means <laughs> that you are welcome as a whole being and that also means welcoming your emotions. Uh, you don't uh, you are not supposed to be wearing masks and pretending to be a certain way. You are welcome in your entire whole being. And of course, that's in a respectful way so that you don't uh, actually invade other people. So I have this experience uh, where in uh, June this year, uh, after reading this book, I have taken uh, the first step along with uh, people who uh, also um, are at the same consciousness level of co-creating together a space, a community for uh, self-healers. And I know it can sound funky and maybe we don't have a good word for it yet, but that's, uh, that's very often the way it goes when you are creating something completely new. But we have a group of people who have gotten together. There is no leader. There is no one who is um, steering, who is um, responsible for making things happen. It works in a completely generic evolutionary way where everyone in the group takes lead on certain occasions, proposes how we meet, where we meet, what we do during these meetings. People individually get in groups of two or three, propose something for the entire group. So 
it is so alive. We are continuously meeting. It's not dying off because that's one of the things that's one of the things people are afraid. If you don't have a leader who will lead it, it will die off. Yeah, exactly. That like what is the the pro of of there not being a leader. Yeah. So that's uh, that's amazing like it's really everyone is empowered in the group. There is not one person that is the most important one and that facilitates for everyone else that resolves conflicts and so on. People are taking everyone is taking it. Everyone is empowered to do that and everyone is empowered to step into their full potential and use their gifts and talents uh, for the benefit of the entire community. So that's an amazing experience for me and probably needs a better name. <laughs> So that, that will uh, come. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, can be findable or so that other people can kind of join in. Right now, it's uh, it's only go growing very uh, organically, and uh, yeah, when the whole group is ready for getting a new member, it happens. It's so amazing. It, I just I can't describe it. It's completely different to whatever I have experienced so far. It's it's a beautiful, very fulfilling experience. It's it's thriving at its highest level. <laughs> I would that's that's how it feels to me. That's how I perceive it. How do you um, feel like the concepts or the the words of like trust and responsibility plays into an organization like that, or into a, either that uh, or the teal yeah. and the experience? Like it's it. Like I know that I'm also I'm a part of the self-healers too, and I absolutely enjoy it. Uh, I haven't read the book about the teal organizations, mm-hmm. um, but it's it seems to me like the level of experience and trust and responsibility, and what you share about the giving and receiving, um, has. A big role to play like is there something in that you would like to deepen well what i believe is be- th- how the group started uh, it was um, let's just call it a friend of mine <laughs> for now <laughs> um, rasmus uh, who uh, you might know from you've got five options the other podcast that we have together with anna he uh, we were sitting together and he just told me I would really like to have a group of people who are like us. And I was like, yes, I'm ready. And I know this person and I know this person and I know this person that is ready for that too. So there was um, there were just two people sitting and having a glass of water together because we were not even having a coffee <laughs> or something <laughs> and uh, started this conversation. And it was based entirely on my intuition of which people are at the same level of personal responsibility uh, for like for themselves like responsibility meant ability to respond people who are emotionally mature to be able to take care of themselves are aware enough to be able to take care of their own balance in giving and receiving and uh, and I just it just these people came to me and I shared uh, with Rasmus who I have in mind. And we, I spoke to the people. We had the first meeting 
everyone was in from the people I spoke to, which is also amazing. It just gives you something on that intuition. There was no one that said like, ah, I don't know, you know, maybe not for me. Um, so we gathered uh, for a first meeting very quickly because everyone was excited because we all have the same evolutionary purpose in our hearts. And that purpose is to bring the consciousness uh, of our own <laughs> and those around us into a higher level. That's the words that come <laughs> most. Uh, yeah. We don't even have it clarified. We don't. We don't. No, we've never talked no. about it. It's just kind of is there. Yeah, yeah. And um, and we just met and we said, okay, look, there is no one who is going to be. There is not one person that is going to be driving this, leading is taking charge. We are all welcome. So everyone proposes, and if the group is interested, we are going into that proposal. If the group is not interested, it falls off. So it's amazing. It's like organically uh, initiatives pick up and we've had already workshops, we've had get together, uh, get togethers in person, we've been having get togethers online. So it's a very alive group, very supportive and everyone in the group is thriving. I can say yes to that. And I, I really, I'm very grateful that you listened to your intuition and that you went with it because to many it could be something that they would, you know, just um, maybe they wouldn't dare listen to it and, and go with that. And being in this experience and having it together, this way of of letting it flow and unfold and... Also just, yeah, the name, it might not be the, the right one, but that's the name right now. And just to let it flow and, and be in this um, very organic experience together. It's really, you can feel how it, cha it, um, it challenges the, the old uh, or another way of thinking. Yeah. So that's definitely a great experience. That's yeah. something new. That's something that I am personally trying for the first time. I have been a part of other thriving communities as well. For example, the Vibrant Freedom community around yes. Cynthia, Cynthia Lamp. Uh, she's, a, uh, she's a teacher that uh, both me and Sina have been uh, studying with. And we've been a part of that community. I've been taking quite an active a role in that community uh, building as well. Uh, this is more organized. Uh, there is a Cynthia as a, a natural leader. She's the teacher. She's uh, been teaching everyone that is a part of this community. And that's a community that I see as a thriving one as well. Uh, so as I said, there is not one uh, size fits all. And uh, then together with Anna, Small Business Rising Community. Uh, two best friends uh, start, uh, start something together. And uh, this collaboration, that's also something that is building something fantastic. So many people are already on board and joining us. And we have the list of uh, guests for, <laughs> for our radio shows fixed for the end of the year. And it's, it's a fantastic opportunity as well. So, uh, all those experiences are a part of, you know, learning. How do you want the community to be and thrive for you? Yeah, and it, it also seems like we're at that time in, I don't know, humanity, in history, where, where we need to try something else. Uh, 
How do you think about that in regarding to like allowing ourselves to experience and to what many would call making mistakes? Yeah, definitely. So one thing that I've been reflecting on is uh, this uh, thing that happened where I was just suddenly excluded from the community, which I thought uh, made a lot of sense for me being a part of it. And yeah, because that could have been like a, a very harsh experience for many and something that they would just shut down or then maybe not go into community building again. Like what made you come Well, first of all, of yeah, first of all, every experience that happens in my life, I immediately use like a mirror to show mm -hmm. me, uh, well, first of all, maybe I start from why does it happen for me? So I don't want to be into why does it happen to me? I don't want to go into a victim role. I just ask why does it happen for me? And what have I learned from that? Because there is certainly something that I have overlooked And that's where I came to the conclusion that the intuition part is what I overlooked. I selected that community in my mind. It made sense that it was the right community for me. And as I look back, I did have some intuition telling me that maybe not everything is entirely clicking. And I did not listen to that intuition because my mind was, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, so uh, definitely it's something completely new for me. And at the same time, I think it was a fantastic experience for me to be suddenly excluded from the group and look into all my issues of rejection and all uh, the trauma from childhood and teenage years from being rejected from communities. Fantastic opportunity for healing. It has opened my heart big time, not closed. I think it's amazing and amazing to use it in that way to be able to be that vulnerable. And I just love how intuition was such a key uh, player in both in both experience, just in either, you know, in each their own way. Yeah. So we're about to wrap up in a few minutes. Um, is there like why? Um, I think I asked it before, but why, what is crucial about community now? It is, for me, it is crucial about community that is, um, um, that it gathers people who want to be a part of it. So this, your voluntary, <laughs> your, your kind of self-select to be a part of that um, of that community and that you are taking care of yourself in that community. You're taking care of responsibility for your own energy levels uh, in giving and receiving and so on. And you are there for some sort of a higher purpose. And that can also be around passion because I believe following your passion is one way of It's just looking at it from a different perspective. But this kind of like self-selecting and not because I think the problem with communities happen if we give up or give ourselves up yes. for the good of community. And that is where things can go uh, wrong. And that's where the community start uh, like not to thrive, <laughs> the opposite to thriving when people um, don't take care of themselves and they kind of like, Uh, submit themselves 
for uh, some sort of, you know, very often misinterpreted good of the group. But that's a really deep topic. Yeah, I could tell that we could talk <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about I, that for a long I, I time. I can just hear myself that I'm not able to formulate uh, my conclusion very nicely because, of course, there can be a higher good. Mm. It's just important that to believe or for me, it's important to believe that when I am taking care of my own highest and greatest good, I'm taking care of the highest and greatest good of all, not the other way around. So, but that's that's something mine. That is not something that other people necessarily, that needs to work this way for others. So not one size fits all. Yeah, we come and come to have different experiences, I yeah. guess. But I, I do believe that that is a very very new way of like of being of being in communities together and even with ourselves yeah in that way absolutely so but the time is about to not to run out but for this show to <laughs> for <complete>. today yes <laughs> yes but, but thank you so much for sharing some of your wisdom and experiences in this is there some last note that you would like to yeah you share? know what if you feel passionate about building communities allow yourself to try it and fail fail means first attempt in learning it's not something that means a absolute failure that you cannot come up from allow yourself to participate in communities start communities on your own if you cannot find a community that fits you right now it's really, really worth it. Word, sister. I have nothing more to add <laughs> for thank now. Thank you so much, Sina. Thank you. And thank you for this opportunity. I really enjoyed it. Bye. Bye. 